let me use a very important tool in preaching because I would like to be faithful to the time uh, allowance. This is a goodbye gift from my former parish. <laughs> it is a scent timer. And actually exactly five minutes. Because the people said that, Father, we know that your message is eternal, but please, you don't have to preach for everlasting families. <laughs> yeah, your message is eternal, but your homilies doesn't have to be everlasting. So um, this, uh, this sand timer is five minutes uh, timing. So we start the timing. And actually, what happens later, at the end of the timing, I can flip it over. <laughs> it's flippable. Uh, but you know, I, well, I just said with the presenters that uh, I spoke to Father, uh, our Father uh, Bredo that yes, you can have, you have allowance of one flip because the third one will be your trip. <laughs> so, um, just for icebreaker. Uh, let me uh, introduce to you someone who, something and someone, somebody that actually I would like to have always with me during all the preaching. It is a... Uh, special gift from my mom. My mom who gave me this gift through my dad when he came to United States 10 years ago, almost exactly 10 years ago, for my diaconate ordination. It happened at the end of, uh, in, in fall, in 2004, I was ordained to be a deacon and this is the gift that reminded me my mom because she couldn't come because it's not that easy to come to United States from Poland. Not everyone gets visa. Even if your son has life-changing, you know, event, yeah, not, you don't get a visa just because you smile. Um, uh, so my mom couldn't come. So uh, my dad brought me this cross with the stations of the cross on it. Actually, all my life as a priest, and when I was asked to say how living on a farm shaped your faith and how your faith changed your life, well, this is definition how, uh, how this farming experience helped me. Cultivation. Cultivation. Cultivation is a award that is um, shared together with culture and cult. Um, every culture begins with cultivation, with farming. When people finally begin to build a town or a city, they, they, also, they, they have to feed the people. And actually the beginning of the Bible what Adam was asked to do, not sit around <laughs> and watch TV, but cultivate the Garden of Eden. Adam, the first man, the first husband, was asked by God to cultivate. What does it mean to cultivate? Three uh, answers to the definition. Loosening and breaking up the soil by tilling. The soil around existing plants is cultivated by using cultivator, a special um, uh, farming equipment machine that has like these hooks that go deep about two feet to the soil. And why? Because they destroy the weeds, especially the deep root weeds, and promote the growth of the plants by increasing the access of air, aeration, and water infiltration. And actually the whole core of my presentation today is all about this. Farming is all about to keep the balance between air and water in the soil. Because if you have too much water, 
the roots of the plants suffocate, rot, and die. If you have not enough water, then air dries the roots and they dry, wither, and die. I went to high school called the Melioration Civil Engineering uh, Environmental Protection High School, where I spent five years about all the methods, how to improve the circulation of those two very important elements in the soil to provide the best possible production of, the, uh, of, that, of that plant. We have to provide both, air from above and water from below. And if there's any idea that is helping me in my faith as a priest and in my uh, ministry as a father, spiritual father to my people, is to always make sure to use every tool especially the cultivator, to pull the weed, deep root weeds, so they don't overpopulate human, the garden of human heart. So they don't steal the nutrition of grace and time and abilities. And also I, pro I to make to improve the uh, circulation of the oxygen of God's grace and abilities of human uh, Every human, of, every one of us, has that water of, of our sweat, abilities, that we have to sweat a little bit, like um, Mr. Thomas Edison, uh, Edison used to say, that in every success, it is 1% of inspiration and 99% of perspiration. In every success, it takes only 1% of inspiration and 99% of perspiration. So, uh, what I... What I, I, I use as a title of this presentation, no sweat, no bread. <laughs> and as a, as a son of a farmer, I grew up in that, um, in that uh, understanding. This, that was my ethic. Based on the mother of all virtues, humility, which also comes from a word from Latin humus, the soil. And soil becomes puffy and nutritious because of decay of the uh, of the uh, of the of the uh, last year plants that were uh, tilled and buried and they rot and decay decompose in order to produce the humus. So humility is the mother of all virtues because she is against the mother of all sins, pride. So the humility is the mother to five virtues that I learned being a son of a farmer and working on my father's farm for plus 20 years of my life. Cultivation, commitment, sacrifice, respect, and obedience. And the sister virtues of those four, of those five, is care together with cultivation. Perseverance with commitment. Gratitude with sacrifice. Patience with respect. And metanoia, change of mind with obedience. And those ten, they produce my, uh, my way as I grew up on a, on a farm. And then I, when I reached the destination to United States and to your parish. So cultivation is uh, based on three actions. First of all, prepare, provide, and protect. Cultivation is based on those three tripod of stable cultivation. Every culture and every family, every... Uh, stable personality is based on prepare, provide, protect, cultivate that relationship. 
when I came here, the Gospels uh, readings were all about farming. The first Gospel, as you remember, in July is about the different kinds of soil. But you have to remove the rocks. You have to pull the weeds. You have to chase the, you know, the, the birds because they just wait to, pee, you know, to steal the seed. So, prepare. Second, provide. Provide, like I said, the access, access of God's grace to the roots of your, of your heart and also provide the sweat of your work. Know yourself. God's goal of us to us is that we, His children, will grow up to the best abilities. Like Matthew Kelly used to say, to the best version of yourself. As every mom and dad wants the child not to be a loser, but to be the winner, to be the champion. So, cultivation and the virtue, sister virtuous care. Second, commitment. Uh, Weeds never sleep. <laughs> Weeds never sleep. And there is no day off on farm. You cannot tell your cows and, 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 and horse that, see you on Monday. <laughs> no, because they will move and they will make a lot of noise and your neighbor will tell you that something is not right with your farm, with your, with your stable. So, um, so uh, commitment uh, to, um, when you start a life, you have to take care of life. Um, it's not just enough to plant the seed, water it, pull the weeds. Um, so commitment and the sister virtue, perseverance. Third one is sacrifice. There are, the, there are these four seasons of life on farm. And all of them, they taught me the cycle of life. In order to, for me to be alive, something has to die. Our, our cells die. Uh, in our liver, uh, you know, the, the, the blood cells are recycled every four weeks, I think. You know, every, our life is all about death in us, constant replacement. And the life on farm, to see the whole circle of life, especially my mom. My mom was the, um, was, was, she was amazing. She was the, the woman who, who, who watched the whole life of those ducks and chickens and turkeys from the egg to the neck. <laughs> she was the one who, who took care of them from the, from the egg through all the stages of development well, to, uh, to the neck <laughs> so that they may arrive on the plate, on the dinner plate and that's why we never wasted food because I knew that some chicken, duck, turkey died for it <laughs> yeah, so you know, respect for a sacrifice respect for sacrifice um, my mom and dad also went through a terrible personal sacrifice when, due to a medical malpractice and, and terrible time during, living during communism, they lost two children. Uh, my older brother died due to a mistake in transfusion of blood. The blood was taken from a man who shouldn't give blood, but he did it because he wanted to be paid for it, to buy alcohol. So that was bad. And so for two years they fought for the, uh, for my life, for the brother's life, but they, they lost the battle. With my sister, asthma, uh, terrible asthma case, the borders were closed, iron curtain, curtain, and they couldn't go 150 miles to the west to Germany because uh, the martial law, the, uh, the AD1, AD2, AD3, was the best years, the worst years in the, in the history of Poland. So they, they went through sacrifice a, a lot. They, uh, they lost the children, but they didn't lose the faith. 
They lost the children, but they didn't lose the faith in God. My father never missed Sunday Mass, even though if he had many reasons to tell God, that's the end. He never missed Sunday Mass. That's why I learned from him number four, virtue, respect, and uh, sister virtue, patience. God is God and I am not. To know my place, to learn from the wisdom and experience of grandparents, parents, as a you know, farming community, you have the three generations, sometimes four generations in one house. I still remember uh, when my, ma my grandma was dying on the other room, on the other side uh, in, uh, in our house. You know, the participation and joyful moments of life, birth and birthdays and everything, weddings, that's nice, but life is not all about day. We have day and night, the, the whole day, 24 hours of, of, uh, of that passing of time. So um, my, my cousin lives in Alaska, and they have day for two weeks, and she really loses her mind when the sun never sets. So, uh, so we know that life is all about the 12 hours of day, 12 hours of night, and hearing my dying grandma on the other side of the wall, that was a reminder of respect every moment of your life and take care of the people you have, even if you don't like them. May your last word may not be a word of anger, because it might be the last thing they will remember about you. So reconciliation, respect. That's why I have my private prayer to God. Patient God, help me please to be right and polite. <laughs> because I am not God, I don't know everything. I need to first, that's, God, that's why God gave us two ears and two eyes and one mouth, uh, you know, to, to record twice more before we produce any statement. <laughs> and the final, the final virtue is obedience, and the sister virtue is metanoia. Change your mind. The first message in the Gospel of St. Mark, uh, metanoiate in Greek. Uh, change your mind, repent. And um, obedience is the... Uh, rules are good, because the rules save life. Rules save life. And, um, and especially when I was promising those two, two things at the floor of Holy Name Cathedral on May 21st in 2005, I didn't promise my bishop that I would like him, <laughs> that I would love him. No, I, do you, when I was asked, do you promise respect and obedience to your bishop and his successors? Yes, I do. Liking and loving will come later. <laughs> yeah, so uh, respect and obedience. Not this code, uh, you know, heartless respect and obedience. But actually love is expressed in respect and obedience. You actually go behind respect and obedience. In marriage too, you know, respect and obedience is at heart of every love, uh, uh, loving relationship. Um, especially when I met several people that they prefer to change their church and faith instead of changing their mind. Um, so it is sad. So um, for me, how I was cultivating my faith? The harvest of each week is Sunday Mass. The harvest of each week long labor is Sunday Mass. How we go to that harvest, I go through daily prayers. Um, in my case, it was the Catholic television and the Catholic radio when we always played rosary. Uh, with my parents in high school, <laughs> you know, in high school, you, that's the last thing you want to do, and for, with your mom and dad, you know, so it was the high school time, praying rosary after heavy for 12, 12, 14 hour day of work and farm, 
when my classmates from my school, the, the end of school was coming and they were just counting down the, the minutes to the, to the end of the school year, I was thinking, I already know what I would do, <laughs> all harvest time. So for me, the end of school was not so happy. <laughs> the beginning of school was, was joyful, because the end of farm season, of harvest season, prayer, 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 prayer. Confession, monthly confession, since my first confession, before my first communion, um, for every month since then, so for more than 28 years, I never miss First Friday confession. And like this hook, you know, to, to put the deep-rooted weeds, uh, confession is very important, because it reminds me how good I am. I'm too good to be that bad to be overgrown by those weeds. Yeah. So confession is not to, to feel you bad, actually confession is to tell you you are too good to be that bad. Yeah. So auto-service, since my second communion, until the end of my, uh, until I went to the, enter the seminary, which is tomorrow, tomorrow is the, uh, another anniversary of entering the, to the seminary system, September 19, 1998. So for all this year, years, I was the auto-server, going for annual pilgrimages to the Blessed Mother of, of Częstochowa and trying to imitate my very faithful missionary priest who risked their life in Papua New Guinea, Africa, um, Ukraine, and also a man who worked in United Kingdom, UK, England, and actually from all of the priests who came to talk about, uh, about their ministry, that man was always the, the saddest one. Because in that beautiful old cathedral, there were no people. And so when I was asked to come to the mission to the United States, I was always remembering that, that priest with the very sad face, the one from very wealthy United Kingdom church, you know, the church in the UK. And uh, that was the most difficult assignment. So when I was asked in year 2000 to leave my home behind, knowing that my parents probably will never see me for several years or maybe forever, I decided to, to come in here and to the United States to finish my education, be ordained by Cardinal George in 2005, and help you to cultivate your relationship between your abilities and God's grace to produce a beautiful harvest. So may God bless you that you may produce the best harvest possible. Father, could you elaborate a little bit on protect? Oh yeah, you know, protect, those, those, the, the tripod of the cultivation, prepare, provide, and protect. Protection, uh, you know, in case of farming, you protect your, your, your crops from weeds, insects, viruses, and animals if they come and they, they destroy the plants. So, actually, that protection team uh, was with me from the beginning. When I was in the seminary system, I actually was a, a blood donor. When I came to the United States, um, I was introduced to Women's Center and the pro-life movement, and since then, since 2001, I've been in, in Washington, D.C., marching for life about seven, eight times. Last time, uh, this January, we went with more than half thousand people from our archdiocese to, uh, to stand for life. So. Uh, without life, there is no, no society, there is no church. You know, dead people don't, 
don't have names. So today, actually, I just came back from the Women's Center where I celebrate Mass on noon. And thanking God for my birthday, I pray for those children that the birthday was denied to them. And so uh, protection. Protection is so important. Um, uh, protection against uh, spiritual infections, viruses, insects. Um, so, so that's why the, this is the part of that cultivation. Prepare, provide, and protect.